Welcome to this Abide Bedtime Story. We invite you to listen in as Captain John Newton is transformed from a slave ship captain to a pastor and writer of hymns, including the beloved hymn, Amazing Grace. Before we listen in to John Newton's thoughts, get comfortable. Relax and be ready to hear how one man's journey can help you as you learn what a great and generous God we have. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath and relax. Breathe out all the worries of the day and breathe in the comforting presence of God's Holy Spirit. Let tension leave your body as you dwell with God, certain that He loves you and is with you now, as well as all through the night. With God, everything begins afresh. Our God is full of grace and forgives even the most awful of sins. He will always welcome us with open arms when we come to Him humbly. Let those reassuring truths comfort you as you rest. To rid your body of tension, let your muscles relax. Start with your feet, move up to your calves and your thighs, relax your abdomen and your shoulders. Let even your eyebrows relax. Keep breathing slowly and deeply. As your body relaxes, your mind can relax as well and release those cares of the day. Dear Heavenly Father, as your child prepares to sleep, we ask that you will overwhelm them with your love and comfort. Help them to know that you are with them and will never leave them for even a moment. You watch over your beloved child always, even in sleep. Let this truth soak into your child's bones so they can rest without fears worries, or anxieties. We ask for a sleep full of your peace, found in your abundant and amazing grace. In Jesus Christ, the author of grace and peace, we pray. Amen.
As Pastor John Newton lay in his bed, he was thankful for the church God had given him. He continually marveled that God had chosen to pluck him from a life of sin and misery and had instead given him the meaningful and joyful life of tending to other souls. Newton knew he didn't deserve God's love or forgiveness, and he marveled that it was freely given to him anyway. Just this evening, he had read the Gospel of John, focusing on what another John said of Jesus. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Those words comforted him as he thought back on his life. He thought fondly of his Christian mother who had taught him the Bible at an early age. How he had missed her when she died of tuberculosis when Newton was only seven years old. His father had been at a loss to know what to do with the young boy. So at the age of eleven, Newton went on his first sea voyage with a merchant navy captain. Newton thought back on seeing the ship for the first time. Its three tall masts soared higher into the sky than anything he'd ever seen before. It had three smaller sails at the front. The wood of the ship was beautifully varnished so that it shone in the sun, drawing his eyes to its wealth and power. Besides the brilliant wood, it was accented in red and black, making it seem colorful and radiant to the eleven-year-old boy's eyes. So Newton stepped aboard with anticipation. Soon, that optimism was replaced by the reality of a hard life aboard ship. His only respite was the hammock that rocked him gently to sleep most nights. Newton had felt rebellious ever since his mother had died. She'd been the only one who he felt truly loved him, and the only one who had ever been kind to him. As a result, he was constantly in trouble in spite of being severely disciplined because of his unsettled behavior and lack of restraint, he couldn't help himself. A pattern that would persist for years. Eventually, his behavior became so bad that he could only find employment on a slave ship, eventually becoming the captain of one of these wretched vessels himself. The memory made him shudder with shame. How could it be 
that God had not only forgiven him, but had now entrusted other souls to him. Oh, the sweet sound of grace. It was at times incomprehensible to him. But he drew it to him like a blanket and wrapped himself in its impenetrable warmth. Even as memories of his former life kept coming. And that is why the passage in John had struck him so. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Recently, Newton had begun a Thursday evening prayer service. Hymns helped him to worship well, so he decided to write his own hymns and put them to familiar tunes. God had sent him William Cowper, a gifted poet who often helped him, and they came up with profound words that helped their congregation to better understand the great love and goodness of the God they worshipped. Working on the hymns helped Newton as well. Just this evening, the knowledge of God's grace toward him had filled him with such joy that the words flowed easily. Those words now drifted through his mind and comforted him. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Twas blind, but now I see. All those years ago, it seemed nobody wanted him. And he understood why. He was equally unhappy with himself. That disgust with his own behavior had caused a shift in his thinking. He wanted a new start. So he read Thomas Akempis's The Imitation of Christ and was challenged by its call for a better life. Newton wanted to change and when an enormous storm hit when his ship was at sea, he asked God to save him, both physically and spiritually. God heard him and changed something in him. It was a shaky beginning, but it was a start in the right direction. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. As those lyrics circled in his mind, He remembered how his fear in that storm had been overwhelmed by God's grace. 
and had been a true turning point and began to do something new in his heart. Newton recalled his relief when he was finally able to leave the sea for an office job in Liverpool. While there, he came under the influence of John and Charles Wesley and the evangelist George Whitfield. As he grew in his faith, he became increasingly disgusted with the slave trade and his role in it, which caused him to quit his job and become ordained into the Anglican ministry in 1764. He remembered his joy at abandoning a business that now caused his heart to shudder. Oh, how far God had brought him! The thought of it now filled him with awe and deep content. The traumas of his old life faded to insignificance compared to how completely God had restored him. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. His grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. As he lay in bed, he smiled as he thought of his parish in Olney in Buckinghamshire. He was astounded that God had entrusted these souls to him in this beloved church. Each time he walked up to it, he marveled at the huge spire that reached high into the heavens taller than any ship's mast. Life had become better than he thought possible all those years ago. And he knew God would continue to be enough for whatever the future held. The Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. God was his shield and portion. The Lord covered him with goodness when Newton felt he had nothing to bring of worth. It was incredible to him that God led him into hope now and in the future. Whenever the darkness of his old life threatened him, he relied on God's word to counter that darkness and flood it with his light. These thoughts helped him as he settled down to sleep. He recalled again the words he'd read in the Gospel of John. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth 
came through Jesus Christ. What joy. What peace. What grace. His thoughts now drifted to what a joy it would be in heaven to praise God forever for all the good He has done and will continue to do. His heart welled over with certainty that even the best He had experienced here on earth could not begin to compare with what it would be like to worship God in His presence. He loved being able to sing hymns with the people of his congregation. It felt like a glimpse of heaven as they raised their voices with conviction. The times of singing together were truly transcendent, something otherworldly. He marveled at it and wondered what it would be like to sing to God in the glory of His majesty. When we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we'd first begun. Rejoice! that if God can forgive such despicable behavior as John Newton's when he captained a slave ship, he can surely forgive you of whatever sin you've committed. Soak in the goodness of what Romans 5 says. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let those words reassure you as you soak in the great love and grace God has toward you. Sleep well, as His kindness and goodness wrap around you 
as a warm blanket of security. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Dear Lord, you have called us to be your own holy people. You have made us holy through Christ Jesus. When we called on his name to be our Lord and Savior, we thank you for your gracious gifts that we now belong to Jesus Christ, secure in him. You have given us grace and peace beyond our imagining. We rest well in that certainty. Amen.